But you also, and if you were my therapy client, I would acknowledge you for the fact that oh, can you, you imagine? Stopped. <laughs> I know. Oh God, please no. <laughs> All right, let's podcast it up. Episode 114, Coping on the Couch with Courtney and Brian. Courtney Kelly, a longtime mental health therapist. I, Brian Mulhern, a longtime mental health patient. And today we're going to talk about something that I feel like has many branches off of the Mm -hmm. tree. There is a story out there about a certain celebrity who is taking a mental health break, and Mm -hmm. there's been a lot of judgment around that. People getting upset saying, oh, he's probably off partying on a boat somewhere, things Mm -hmm. of that nature. And you and I began talking about it, and we talked about intolerance. Mm -hmm. We talked about a lack of sympathy for people who may be having mental health issues, and that's what this whole podcast is about, to raise awareness and say there's nothing wrong with it and get into therapy. But another thing that I really took away from the whole thing is I think we as a society would be better served to kind of stay in our own lane. Mm -hmm. And not only speaking to the intolerance, which isn't something that is admirable on any level at all, but I feel like when we're so worried about other people's business, ultimately, we are creating problems for ourselves. We're getting all worked up about something that is A, none of our business, B, that we can't change, Mm -hmm. C, that shouldn't be bothering us anyway. If we focused more on what we need to do from a mental health perspective, I submit society as a whole would be way better off. Mm -hmm. No, I think so too. I agree with you. Well, thank you. End of podcast. (laughs) We'll see you for episode 115. Good night, everybody. You are brilliant, Brian. (laughs) And that's a wrap. But yeah. I can't disagree. (laughs) I think that's very, very true. And a lot of times in therapy, that is something. These are things I work on with people when they are getting really worked up, not just noticing things that are happening, but getting really worked up about certain things. If you don't have control over it, it's good to put a pause and and wonder and notice, okay, how come I'm getting so worked up and how come I'm getting upset about this? And what can I do to let that go so I can focus my energy? Because we only have so much energy Mm -hmm. and time and resources to focus on what we need to do for ourselves in our lives. Of course, we're going to be concerned about other things. And it's not all about just focusing on yourself. But yeah, you're right. We get really worked up about other things that are going on with other people. And we don't know all the facts, just like when people can just peek in on our lives. Maybe we're having a bad day, but somebody flashes a camera and we have to do a promo on something. And we're like, hey, people could say, oh, well, I thought he was really upset about such and such. But look at the picture he just took. There's a lot of things that we can take out of context. It happens a lot now because cameras are everywhere, social media. So people are judging all the time people's lives are up there to be judged. As we always say, we are overexposed Mm -hmm. to each other. We're in everybody's business. And we've become increasingly polarized because Mm -hmm. of this. I mean, never mind the political end of things. Never mind how you feel about vaccines and pandemics and everything else. Everybody has an issue with everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's getting to be really upsetting. Even just trying to navigate and stay in your own lane for yourself, you come into contact with other people who are trying to pull you in (laughs) to some other kind of argument. Because I think it's like recreation nowadays. It's like, well, how do you feel about such and such? Did you hear about such and such? And everybody's got this opinion. Maybe we're all getting a little bit too riled up about things that, again, we don't have all the facts. We can't control these things. It's one thing to look at it in a curious way, debating in different ways. But when you're really focused on it and it's not doing anything good for 
for yourself or your moods or you're seeing that you're getting really negative or anxious or depressed, that's when it's time to shift that focus. Well, decades ago, you could just be a busybody and get all gossipy at mm-hmm. work and then you'd go home and you just kind of got on with your life. But right. Technology has changed that game because we are in everybody's business constantly now. And I think that that's the knee jerk. That's where we want to go. We're constantly comparing and contrasting ourselves Mm -hmm. to what other people have going on and what other people think. And people are so determined to give their opinions now that they're really just inviting that Mm -hmm. thing where people are just banging up against each other's heads and getting nowhere other than making each other upset. How many times have you been in a social media fight where you see the notification come up and you get the knot in your stomach like, oh, what is he or she going to say now? And I'm going to get ready with my anger attack. It's like, really? (laughs) Right. And a lot of people do, but I've never. (laughs) But I have had that feeling of what's this person going to say with the other person or what's going to happen? Or maybe I'm opposing what they're saying, but I don't think I would go out there and say it. But you still get those feelings. But you have been in the middle of it from the perspective yeah. where yep. you've seen warring Other factions people. of people yes. that you care about. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure every time you see one of them respond oh, yeah. to each other, you do. You get that you knot get in the knot. pit of your stomach. And some of it too, we're curious human beings. It's like you don't want to go there. I say make it hard for yourself. If there's a certain behavior you're trying to stop, if you don't want to see somebody's stuff coming up, unfollow <laughs> or unfriend. Or mute. Or mute for a little while. Having some options because we're curious and if you know it's easy access even though you know it's not good for you to peek in on that a lot of times you have this thing where it's hard you just like oh let me just check really quick (laughs) and sometimes you want to check to make sure that everything's back to normal and everything's okay but you can get pulled back into things that way too i liken it to anxiety which we have discussed many times here on the podcast where it is created drama it isn't Mm -hmm. necessarily reality and it's a whole lot of what if and things of that nature It's very similar in that way where you're just looking to get yourself upset in Mm -hmm. a way. You're almost pursuing unhappiness by doing this. You're looking for evidence to back certain things up Mm -hmm. or perceiving things like, oh, well, guess what? Even though you don't have the facts, I'll tell people, let's just look at the facts, not just the emotions, but what's the facts here? We tend to build stories because our brain doesn't like just pieces of things. So if we just have pieces of things like, oh, so-and-so didn't call me when they were supposed to. Okay, that's the fact. They didn't call you at five o'clock when they said they would. But what our brain does, if we can't get a hold of that person, we start filling in a story. And it strikes me, it's never a good story. It's never like, I bet you they're out buying me a present and they're really busy and they didn't get a chance to call me. Usually the story is they're disrespecting me. What's going on? For me, the story I tell about people is usually, oh my gosh, what's the matter? What happened to them? Did they get in an accident? My story always goes to that. Other people's story goes to, what did I do to offend them? Other people's story goes to, oh, well, they're just a big jerk. So notice when we start to tell stories about things that happen in our lives and how we fill it in, and then just get curious and reflect on that and say, oh, isn't that interesting? I always go to that story as to why a person did what they did. Even something as simple as receiving an email from someone who was trying to tell you one thing, Mm -hmm. and you are a signing a tone to it Mm. where it's like I think that's sarcastic and I don't think they really are being genuine Mm -hmm. and you get yourself all worked up into a lather until you talk to that person and they're like no that's not what I meant at all I use a lot of emojis I'm annoying (laughs) (laughs) I use a lot of them not everybody does many people don't and so sometimes I read texts or emails and I'm like oh my gosh is this person mad at me because I put so many smiles and 
this and that going in there so that people know I'm happy. I'm happy with you. Everything's fine. But not everyone does that. So sometimes I have to put an email aside and then I have to go back and read it again because our brains will put things in that's not even there because we think it should be there. And that's how we read things. So we do have to take our time with that. I'm not an emoji user, as you may well have noticed. (laughs) However, I'm so closely associated with sarcasm Mm -hmm. that when I'm having an exchange with somebody and I'm joking around about something, I do find that I will put at the beginning of the sentence, ha ha, dot, dot, dot. So they know that I'm like laughing about it Mm -hmm. while making a disparaging remark. (laughs) (laughs) Just to clarify, I came across this concept. It's called window of tolerance. We're talking about different things of what we can tolerate and when things get us upset. And I thought, okay, this is a good concept of when you think about people in their background, everybody has a different window of tolerance. Something could happen and I could be really upset about it. And you might be like, oh, it's no big deal. Mine's a porthole. <laughs> and yes. <laughs> sometimes things can trigger us really quickly. Sometimes it has to do with our mood. Sometimes it has to do with our background on things. If we've had trauma, all these things, depending on how big our window tolerance is, is how we are emotionally. Sometimes people, when dealing with other people, I think their window of tolerance needs to be a little bigger and having more acceptance. It all goes together. When you think about when you react to things, maybe saying, okay, what's another way I can react? Isn't that interesting? I don't have tolerance for that if somebody's acting this way. Looking at that, I just like that concept of the window of tolerance and making that bigger. Let me give you a perfect example of what you're talking about and people taking something out of context. Mm -hmm. My wife one time had plans with a friend who she hadn't seen in a while. And then something came up where one or both of them had to do something on the side. And my wife said, you know what? I want to have a full night with you. I don't want to just have a quick drop in because we have a lot of catching up to do. So what do you say? Instead of doing that on this night, let's move it to another night. And that person said, okay. Now, in the meantime, my wife got a call from somebody else who said, hey, do you want to run and get a quick drink at Chili's. And my wife said, yeah, okay. You know, I have like a half hour if you want to do that. And Mm -hmm. this is somebody that she sees all the time. She gets to Chili's. She's having her drink. In walks the other person who she Mm. just changed the plans with. And that person lost her mind and was so upset and said, if you didn't want to spend time with me, you just should have told me. And my wife was trying to explain, no, I'm just having the half hour drink with the person I see all the time. I wanted more time with you. This person didn't want to hear it. Didn't talk to my wife for years. Really? And my wife is the kind of person who will fall all over mm-hmm. herself to say, I'm sorry, because she doesn't want people hating her, especially yeah. if she's in the right. But this person wouldn't listen. And I said, if this person is not going to listen, I forbid you from apologizing. <laughs> and you don't want a friend like that anyway, who's not going to yeah. hear you out. Well, after several years of awkwardness, finally, they came together. They had a big conversation about it and there were tears. But Courtney, all off of this slight mm-hmm. misunderstanding, and again, people writing a story about what was going on, right. they lost a few years of a very good friendship. Right. And this is where we have to be careful when making these assumptions. And even if we are making an assumption, stop and listen for a second mm-hmm. when somebody is trying to explain something right. to you because it was apples and oranges. I want to spend four hours with you. I was only going to spend 20 minutes with this person. Mm-hmm. I wanted more than 20 minutes with you. And right. that's all it was. And that's a great thing. That's and a, it was that's a, a spur of the moment thing, by the way. It yeah. wasn't that I dropped you. It was ever since that thing right. went 
that by the wayside, I got a call and just went out for 20 minutes. Well, a lot of it has to do with our worldview, how we see the world, and that can reinforce it. It's like, okay, people always disappoint me. People are not telling me the truth. And she sees that and it reinforces that. And that's an element of the story that I forgot to add. She had a friend who consistently did Mm -hmm. that to her. And so she automatically assigned that friend's irresponsible behavior onto my wife when she should know my wife better. But you're right. If Mm -hmm. you've been wounded or hurt in a certain way over and over again, you start to feel like a victim and Mm -hmm. you start to feel like everybody's trying to screw you in the same way. Right. It's very difficult for you to see it from fresh eyes, from a new perspective. It's very difficult because what does the brain do? The brain is trying to protect you. The brain is reading patterns. They've shown this over and over again. The brain will see patterns where there's no patterns (laughs) because the brain is trying to make sense of things. Again, it goes back to filling in a story. And when you start to realize that this is an automatic thing, it's a survival thing that your brain does. But we don't have to just assume and go with what the brain is doing. We have another part of our brain that can say, huh, interesting how I did that. I'm trying to protect myself. My brain is detecting that someone might have been deceiving me. But let me just stop, put a pause, and when I get calm, let me listen to the other side of things so that I can counteract what I think are facts, when really it's the emotions that are coming up because it's something that is reminding you of another situation. So this is another way of trying to get a little bit more control over things. But it's difficult, right, Brian? I mean, there's a lot of times when we see something and it repeats, we go, oh, here we go again, this always happens to me, and it becomes a thing, and we don't have any tolerance for it because, again, our brain reads it as a threat. And speaking of picking up on patterns, I want to clear the air with you about something right now. Oh, really? I'm very upset that you demeaned my plaid sweater vest. (laughs) (laughs) I think it looks good. Plaid sweater vest. The day I see you wearing a plaid sweater vest, please. (laughs) That's so funny. But yeah, these are the kind of things we have to look out for because just like with technology, just because we have all of this doesn't mean that we can emotionally deal with all of this. Just because we can see what people are doing 24-7 doesn't mean that our brain can actually handle all of this. Our brain is still wired the way it was way back in the day and the survival stuff is still there. And so we've got to be aware of that we can change the way we do business. We can change how our brain is working. But again, we have to build that awareness and have that insight. And that's an offshoot of the mission statement behind this very podcast. Mm -hmm. Oh, I can handle it. That's what keeps people out of therapy. Oh, I'm strong enough. I don't need any help Mm -hmm. when it comes to something like that. Maybe you can't handle it. Have you ever considered that? And if you do find yourself getting all worked up and upset Mm -hmm. while you're on social media, and when you're paying more attention to what other people have going on in their lives versus what's in front of you right now, Mm -hmm. you might have a problem. Right. And also, if other things are triggering you and you find that you just keep doing the same patterns over and over again, you relate in the same way. You're not maybe listening and taking on all the facts the same way. Or, like you said, certain things trigger you the same way that other people are saying. Taking a pause. I use the acronym RAIN with people. R for recognize. Recognize when something is starting to bother you or certain strong emotions are coming up. A is for acknowledge, acknowledge that it's happening. I is for investigate, figure out where it's coming from, what triggered it. Oh, I have a history of feeling that people are going to deceive me or I get suspicious around certain people with certain personalities. So these emotions come up. And then N is to allow the feeling to come in but have a non-judgmental attachment to that. So let 
letting the feeling come up, acknowledge that it's there. The more we push things down, the more they come back anyway. But noticing that feelings come and feelings go and then allow it to go. So giving yourself some space, just like we always say, not everything is urgent. When you're dealing with strong emotions, you feel 99% of the time, oh my God, I got to do this right now. Somebody got me upset on Facebook. I got to write this out right now. The best approach is stopping and saying, is this urgent? Is this an emergency? Most of the time it is not. And then thinking about how you want to react to it, it gives you more empowerment. And maybe like we're talking about with tolerance and not engaging in certain things because it's putting your energy into a place that is not helpful. Maybe then saying, I need to disengage from that. I'll come back to it later if I really need to. But these are some of the tools that you can use to just recognize and then let it go. And I've talked about this in the past when I find myself wanting to say something in anger, especially Mm -hmm. on social media, what I have now done is I write it. Sometimes I will read it to my wife to see what she thinks. But what I will do every time is I will not post it immediately. Mm -hmm. I will save it as a draft. I will sleep on it. I will get up the next morning and look at it without all of that in the moment Mm -hmm. fury and rage that I was feeling the night before and say, do you really want to go down this path? Do you really want to kick this hornet's nest? That has worked out very well for me. And as a matter of fact, I was recently going through this. I was talking about the Facebook fight Mm -hmm. last week that I was having (laughs) with somebody that we both know. And my final draft of it, and by the way, I started it by saying this because I said, I don't want to get stuck in this pattern. I said, this is the last thing I'm going to say about Mm -hmm. this because I know I'm not going to change your mind and you know that you're not going to change my mind. But here's what I have to say. And Courtney, when I tell you I went through seven or eight drafts with this, I showed it to a lot of people who know the two of us. And they're like, that's a little mean. I think that's unnecessary. Take Mm -hmm. that out. Put that in. (laughs) It ended up being such a kinder, while Mm -hmm. still combative Mm -hmm. post that I know I'm better off for having done it that way. So then what happened was... I got a notification the other day that that person had responded. And I made the decision in the moment, I told you that's the last thing I'm going to say. I'm never going to read that response because all it's going to do is make me want to respond again. Mm -hmm. So I said my piece. Yeah. You just screamed your piece into a canyon where nobody really (laughs) heard it. It's the tree that fell in the forest Mm -hmm. that is it making a sound because I'm just not going to remain stuck and mired in this thing because I know it's not healthy for me. Did you want me to check it? My brother will probably do it for me. But he even said, he's like, I have to look at it. He goes, but I won't tell you what but it I says. But I won't tell I'm you like, yeah, what that's it fine. says. And, yeah. you know, he understands where my boundaries mm-hmm. are on this because my brother is just as crazy as I am. <laughs> well, the thing of it is, sometimes we have to weigh it out and say, okay, is this important for me to speak my piece? And it was very important to you. And I had to defend other, other friends yeah. from a friend who was disparaging other mm-hmm. friends. And I said, I can't stand for this being that public. And this is a person who has an audience as well. So it was really more about me standing up Mm -hmm. for friends about something that was inaccurate being said about them versus me just looking for a fight. Right. It goes back to your values. Is this something that's important to me? Is this something that is very meaningful to me? And underneath it all, that is where it is, is because you wanted to defend people that are close to you. And also, again, the other person didn't have all the facts, correct? Yes. So you were trying to illuminate. (laughs) Because I had close personal Mm -hmm. experience with what this person was talking about. And this person was really just kind of reacting emotionally. Mm -hmm. 
the satisfaction that I took from it was when I posted that final thing that I had to say, I received multiple emails from the other party Mm -hmm. thanking me over and over again and saying, you know, you should write professionally. I'm like, well, I kind of have. I do, actually. (laughs) Thanks Um, for knowing nothing. You should be on the radio. About me, but I just went to the wall for you. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) But no, I took satisfaction from that, and Mm -hmm. that's what I'm trying to focus on now. That's how I'm staying in my own lane. Yes, exactly. Knowing that I defended the honor of one set of friends. Mm And I pushed back against another friend, but I ended it with this very statement. I said, look, I'm very fond of you, but Mm -hmm. I'm also very fond of them. And this is why I feel as if I have to say this. And I also said to that person, similarly, if those friends Mm -hmm. said something disparaging and inaccurate about you, I would have your Mm -hmm. back with them. So I hope in having said all that, that you and I can go and have a beer Mm -hmm. and just let bygones be bygones. That's how I finished it. I assure you, (laughs) the first draft looked nothing like that. Right, exactly. But you also, and if you were my therapy client, I would acknowledge you for the fact that you Oh, can you you imagine? (laughs) Oh, God, please no. (laughs) I opened my door. Hi! Oh, no! Courtney's not taking the entrance ramp onto that lane. (laughs) That's how she's staying in her own lane. But I would acknowledge you for the fact that this was something that you put a pause on. You said you wrote everything out, but then you put a pause. You actually wrote to other people to have them give you feedback so you could gauge that you were still appropriate about it. I don't want to destroy this relationship. And not only, you know, I said I usually take a day. Mm -hmm. I took four days with this. Four days and eight or nine drafts. This goes back to your values. Again, this was important. This wasn't you just trying to go off on someone. You were trying to defend other people. And then you put limits on yourself and you said, okay, I will do this, but I'm only doing this for a certain amount of time. It's not going to keep consuming my time and we're not going to keep arguing about this. And you ended it on a respectful note. So there was a lot of good things within that. Now, how many times do people do that on social media, right? Never. Never. (laughs) So that should be an example. And maybe other people would actually read that too and be like, wow, that was actually really well put. He's very articulate, but he also was respectful. Once again, I'm setting the standard. Oh, you are. (laughs) Which is very scary, folks. It's terrifying. (laughs) But that's the thing. It's not about black and white, like, oh, never post these kind of things or never get into these kind of debates. Some people love debates. There was a guy I used to work with, and we used to love to debate with each other. We would just start things up and just to be like, yeah, well, guess what? (laughs) And it was really fun. It was when I was waitressing. He was one of the managers. And at the end of the night, we'd be like, okay, hey, you want to have a beer or whatever? And we'd all hang out. And it would be fun. We liked going back and forth to, quote unquote, argue about things. But it was really just a spirited debate. But you know what the difference is there? And I think we've lost a lot of it with Mm -hmm. the technology. That was, in the spirit of fun, Mm -hmm. it was a face-to-face exchange. Mm -hmm. It was kind of a chop-busty thing. Yeah. You lose all of that behind a keyboard. Mm -hmm. That's the problem. And if you get a response and you're not getting the tone and you're not getting the sense that it's all in good fun, then you come back with both guns a-blazing. What does that do to the other person who sees her? It's like, well, I was just joking around. What the H is your problem? They come back just Mm -hmm. as hard. And like you said, if you're not setting limits, this this is something that can go on for months. Yeah, exactly. Or it could end a friendship. Yeah, and that's where you really have to pull the plug on that. I just remember, it makes me laugh. The guy said to me one time, he was, 
trying to put me down about something we were joking back and forth. I said, yeah, because in my mid-20s, I said, he goes, no, you're in your late 20s, he said. And I was like, what? And then I'm thinking now, oh, what I wouldn't give, Brian, <laughs> to be insulted, to be in my late 20s. Well, here's the good news. You're in your early 50s. <laughs> Not late anymore. (laughs) My window of tolerance is pretty small on that. When you think about what you can tolerate in general in your life, but then also to look at how we're tolerating each other. And I was reading a book recently, too. It's all about finding grace. And the woman, she works in media, and she felt like she was getting driven crazy by everyone around her with all these strong political opinions. Finding a place of grace, of accepting, understanding where people are coming from, not having to be on the same side, but just to have that acceptance and respect. And I think that's the one thing. When you were doing your posts, you did try to keep the respect. And do you know where I learned my lesson? And I'm sure you've learned the same lesson. And anybody who is in a long-time relationship romantically of any Mm -hmm. kind, you and I have been with our significant others for many, many years. It's all about picking your battles. Mm -hmm. We all know where the hot buttons are. And even if you don't know where the hot buttons are for that person on the other end of InstaFace or whatever it is where you throw in your hissy fit, you know TikTok InstaFace. (laughs) What would upset you if it came your way? Try to look at it through that filter Mm -hmm. more so than just reacting in the moment emotionally. Yeah. When people say, well, why did that upset them so much? And I go, listen, if that didn't upset you, that means that it's not an issue for you. Mm -hmm. So good for you. But guess what? You have your own issues that somebody else would be like. (laughs) And that's why you're here. (laughs) (laughs) Because we all have different issues. And I've had people say to me, they'll go into a whole diatribe about something that somebody did. And they'll say, who does that? And I'm like, well, obviously they did. Everybody does everything in this world. Like there's a combination of everything out there. Have a fascination, but also have an acceptance that not everybody's brain works the same. And they'll say, well, why can't they see it this way? I go, we all work differently. And actually, that's a beautiful thing because it would be so boring if everybody said the same thing, acted the same way, understood everything the same way, agreed with everybody. Have an appreciation for the many different colors of everything out there. And there's a lot of variety. And sometimes it's aggravating, but we also have to look at that bigger picture. But to play devil's advocate, I think the problem is, and we're seeing it increasingly with all of those colors. Mm -hmm. People are getting so worked up now Mm -hmm. that they start to become radicalized. Mm -hmm. And that's where you kind of come off of the color map. And that's where you need to be very, very careful. Mm -hmm. You know, my wife is one of these people who, if she's getting tailgated, she'll do the thing where she hits the brakes. And I'm like, you don't know Mm -hmm. what that person has in that car. And I know you feel like you're making your point. That is until that person cuts you off and pulls a crossbow out of the trunk. We are living in very dangerous times. Mm -hmm. So watch your step when you get emotional. I don't care if it's on social media, if it's in public, if it's anywhere. And I've had clients tell me different things that I'm like, oh, my gosh, what are you doing? I had one client who was so upset driving, got so angry, pulled someone over and got out of the car. And I was like, you don't know what that other person has. You want to yell at them and tell them a thing or two. But the other person, that could be extremely dangerous. When you find that you're doing things that put you in harm's way or that you 
you are getting so emotional that it is interrupting things in your life, that your focus is not where it needs to be on your own safety and on the things that you need to do in your life. If it's interfering with your functioning, these are signs that getting some professional help around it can be really helpful because sometimes we can't find the middle anymore, especially if we've been traumatized or we have a history with depression or anxiety. Like you were saying before, the anxiety can throw us into a place where we can't modulate. Very difficult. We start to not know where we can put our feet on solid ground. Politically, I feel like in my lifetime, we've never been more polarized. And you know why? Courtney, where is the middle? Mm-hmm. Who is in the yeah. middle right now? We I'm need not to stand the for the middle, Brian. Right, exactly. We need to stand for the middle and still come from that place of it's okay to have that confusion, to have that anxiety, to have those moods. You're not understanding what's going on, but to give yourself some education around that, some support, some coping is so important to find that middle ground again. I think people are getting very comfortable with being in the extremes, and that might not be so good with Are you for pushing society. for the Kelly Mulhern ticket in 2024? Oh, boy. Can <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh, boy. Me being a heartbeat away. (laughs) Good luck, America. That would be. Yeah, that would be something. Would you rather have me as your VP or as a client? (laughs) Oh, no. How about a husband? (laughs) All these choices, Brian. Oh, you're making me anxious. You want to talk about a no win. Well, you know what? You win every time you listen to Coping on the Couch with Courtney and Brian. And if you have any other questions whatsoever, Courtney Kelly is always here yeah, for you. Not Brian. Not me necessarily, like, but the rest yeah, of you. It's like, you know, talk to Courtney. You can email me, wellness at wctk.com. I can't. Yeah. I've been blocked. <laughs> We have resources up on catcountry.com, the Wellness 411 page. We also have a link to this podcast up there, too. Socials at Cat Country Mornings on most of the major ones. Individual pages, Courtney with a C, Kelly E-Y, sometimes Bedard, I, Brian with an I, Mulhern, H-E-R-N. And by the way, Brian is also not B-R-A-I-N, which is (laughs) something that I get all the time as well. Courtney, thank you so much. Thank you. Trying to keep us all in the correct lane, Mm -hmm. and hopefully we will drive right up to episode 115 in that proper lane here we come with no one tailgating us with a crossbow in their truck (laughs) (laughs) thanks for listening everybody